Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to season two of Cambridge Islamic College's podcast, the Tafsir of Surah Kaf. How can we prefer the afterlife over this life? How can we prefer faith over materialism? Sheikh Akram's Tafsir of Surah Al-Kaf explores this in the light of the Quran, the challenging issues of the modern times, and what guidance we can get from this surah to find a solution. Okay, now we come into the last story in Surah Al-Kaf, which actually are so very important, and there are many, many lessons. Uh, and I want to go in detail. But before that, can this story is going to come that Abdul Qarnayn, the name of the king, whose story is, he made a wall between the people and between Yaju and Majuj, Gog and Magog. And where he said, when the day of judgment will come, then this wall will be destroyed, leveled to the, you know, to the ground, and then Gog and Magog, they will enter. And uh, and also many people read actually the, you know, this surah for the sake of Dajjal and all those things and people have been asking the question. So it came to my mind actually to explain the, you know, the story of Dajjal and Gog and Megar properly, you know, from the books of the Hadith. So there never be confusion. And, you know, all the time when people say America is Dajjal and Europe is Gog and Megar, people understand really that, you know, what is truth is it and what, what Hadith say. See, about Dajjal, Quran Hadith of the Prophet has made very, very clear what the Jali. The Jali, the person, is not a nation. It's very clear in the Hadith of the Prophet, the Jali is one person, one individual. He is not a nation, he is not a people. And the Prophet, whenever he was you know, suspicious, he looked at an individual, not a people. Like in you know, Sayyad was born in Medina, and he has something different from the rest of the children. So the Prophet became suspicious that he could be the Jali. So he, could, he came out to see him. And he always remains suspicious about the about in the Sajjad. In the Sajjad was one person. And all the hadith that have come in, about Dajjal in Sahih Bukhari, in Sahih Muslim, in Abu Dawood, Tirmidhi, Nasai, in Maja, Musanah, and Humble, all those hadiths they only refer to Dajjal as one individual. Many, many details. One of the things that hadith said all the time is that Dajjal will have only one eye. One eye will be like grapes, it's very white, makes very clear. It has in one eyed person. It also said, on the forehead of, of the jar, it will be written Kaf Fara. This is Kafir. And unbelievers, you know, believers will read this Kafir. Kafir will be written there. Hadith also said the jar will rise from Khurasan. From where? Khurasan. From eastern, from east, basically, somewhere now Iran. He will come from Khurasan. It could be Sahan, something like that. that the Arab used to refer to the uh, Iraq, east of Iraq as Khurasan. Though actually east of Iraq is two parts. One is Mawaran Nahar and one is Khurasan. Sometimes Arabs used to mix between them. So Khurasan could be any part. Some more likely maybe Isfahan. Because some hadith also said, you know, Isfahan. To see, is the one person coming in. And then hadith said, he will be followed by around, you know, I think 70 or 80, 70,000 Jews. When he will come, 70,000 Jews will follow him. So he's one person. So his army will be first army. When he will appear and, and raise, there were 70,000 Jews in his army. And people say now really in Iran, there are a big number of you know, uh, you know, Jews. So there must be coming you know, his army. We don't know where he's going to come, but when he comes, you know, around 70,000 Jews will follow him in his army, very strong. Hadith also said that one day he will stay in the, in the, in the earth for 40 days. How many days? 40 days. The first day will be like one year. The second day will be like one month. The third day will be like one week. And the rest of the days will be like normal days. 
see very clearly. Since Americans have come into power, they never have been one day like one year, never have come any day like one month. Just think properly. When you want to apply any, look all the think properly, all the hadith properly, and think really, you know, and apply the properly, then you can see. Dajjal never can European, you know, you can see. Dajjal is one individual. So hadith says his one, first day will be like one year, second day will be like one month, third will be like one week. And actually, the companions, they are so much concerned about the prayer. Then they ask the Prophet how will you pray? Is it enough for us to, that one day to pray only five prayers? He said, no, you have to guess. You have to make in one year prayer of one year, meaning that every 24 hours, pray five prayers. He make, you make it estimate properly, not in, like only five, since one day is one year, you only pray five prayers. No, you have to every 24 hours keep doing five prayers, it's like one year. He made very clear that when, when the jail comes, this is what is going to happen. And then the Prophet said, he will have some, Allah will give him so much power, he will come to a barren land and it will set to the land, grow, and the plants will grow. It will be like another. There is no water, it's the rain, rain will come. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, it is, it is somehow Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this power, he will do the, those things. And uh, there is a, uh, but those who are proper believers, he will have no power over them. One of the believers will be caught and he brought to the jar, and the jar will say, do you believe that I am your Lord? I am a rock? He said, no. You know, my Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you are not my Lord. Then the jar will kill him. Kill him and then make him alive again. And ask him, do you believe now that I am your Lord? He said, now I become more firm that you are not my Lord. You are the judge. I am more firm. Now he would like to kill him and Allah SWT will not allow him to kill him. He will not, he, he, not be able to kill him. This said. And then he will go He will make corruption everywhere in the world. He will go and make corruption anywhere in the world. He go. Meaning is that all the people who are unbelievers and all the people who are weak iman, they will follow him. He will go every year. Except two cities, Makkah and Medina. There will be, I am just guarding the city, he cannot enter to them. So he will come to the Medina, to Medina and from outside, from mountains, he will look at the Medina and he will see the mosque of the Prophet and he will say, oh, this is the white palace of, the, of, of Muhammad, of Ahmad. He is a white, this is white palace of Ahmad. But this is the mosque of the Prophet So that's what he say. He would like to enter and just will stop him. He cannot enter Medina. But then Allah SWT will make an earthquake, you know, the, uh, the land of Medina will be shaken. So all the weak people, they leave Medina and they will be in the trap of Dajjal. Only strong believers will remain in Medina. After Makkah and Medina, then he will be heading to Palestine to come to Jerusalem. And that is the place where, you know, he will come down. I come to the story. First, I wanted to emphasize properly and there's so much details. I don't want to go because it's so much time taking. So what is very clear from the, all the hadith of Dajjal is, that the jail individual, one person, when will he come, all these signs will be there. These signs never happen. It never happened you know, until, until in the known history that one day was like one, one, one year, or one day has been like one month, one day has been like one week. All these signs never happen. Then the question rises, why did Prophet Muhammad think that in Isaiah was the job? No, he thinks he's the, he, he'll become the jal when he, the he, he was a child boy. So Omar said, let me kill him. So Prophet said, if he is he, you will not be able to kill him because he has to come. And if he's not he, then no, no benefit to kill an innocent person. 
you know, Prophet was thinking he could become the Dajjal. Because even his child is not Dajjal at that time anyway. But he could become a Dajjal. So you see, he's looking at the individual, individual person. Though the companions, many, many companions they used to believe that he's Dajjal. If you look at Sahih Muslim, Abdullah Umar's son, he always used to believe that in the Sajjad is Dajjal. And when in Omar said in the narration in Sahih, in Sahih Muslim, in Omar said, I met Dajjal in the street of Medina and I criticized him, I met him in Sajjad and I criticized him very heavily. He became very angry and angry and he blown himself. He blown, he became so, so huge that he, he, he closed all the, he basically filled all the street. I cannot go. And he was so angry at me. Then I came to my house and my, my sister Hafsa said, don't, don't, you know, come in front of him. You know, you know how he is, to, you know, don't, don't come in front of him. Abu Sayyid Khudri and many, many companions, they always used to believe that in the Sajjad is Dajjal. You know, I mentioned some stories, you know, before. Uh, actually, some companions say that when we came to conquer Isfahan, Ibn Sayyad was in the army. Ibn Sayyad was in the army of the people who came to conquer Isfahan. He was with us. And then one of the companions said, I entered into Isfahan and I saw the people in Isfahan, they celebrating. So happy celebration. So I said to him, why are you celebrating? He said, our leader who we have been waiting for a long time, he has come. Okay, who is the leader? And he said, then I went and I saw Ibn Sayyad there. So, you know, these hadith, these tradition, they make more confusion for the people. We really don't know exactly what happening. Some people say, Samar, you know, this uh, Samari, in time Musa Islam, that he, he was Dajjal. But anyway, what actually is very clear from the hadith is individual. one person, individual, all those signs, even if it's Samari or Ibn Sayyad, he has not appeared yet. He had, Ibn Sayyad, Ibn Dajjal, he had not come yet as Dajjal. He will come one day. So this is some truth about Ibn Sajjad. Let's come to about Gog and Megal. And that basically, you know, I mean, just understand, I'm, I'm summarizing the whole story, not from one hadith, from many, many hadiths. In Bukhari, Muslim, Abu Dawud, Tirmidhi, many sources of the hadith, I summarize the whole story, so you can, you can see easily. So the, the whole story basically starts that when the time of the end of, of, of the world will come nearer, so then Muslims will become very, very weak, very weak. And when, wherever they fight any unbelievers, they will be defeated. And Muslims will lose all the lands, Iraq, Syria, Egypt, all the lands they will lose. Nothing will remain under Muslim control. And any, all Muslim leaders will be killed. Muslim armies will have defeat after defeat, humiliation after the humiliation, nothing. And they will have so much humiliation that nobody would like to lead a Muslim army. At the moment, when one leader dies, there's so many people want to become leader. But the time will come when nobody would like to lead a Muslim army because leading Muslim army means defeat and humiliation. Nobody like. Then at that moment, when Muslims have no leader and Muslims have lost all the land, then in Makkah al-Mukarramah, in the Haram, there will be somebody from my family whose name will be my, my name and his father's name will be like my father's name. He will be in the haram. And he is a pious person, young pious person. Then people said to him, tell him that you know, nobody leads Muslim army and we are humiliated, we are suffering and nobody leading. If you can lead, he said, no, no, I cannot do this. You know, I'm not, in, I'm not in this position. But then the people will force him and they do by at his hand between Rukun al-Yamani and Maqam Ibrahim. Do you know Rukun al-Yamani where, where the black stone is? There are Rukun al-Yamani. There are two Rukun al-Yamani. One Rukun al-Yamani, the other side. The other one Rukun al-Yamani is where the black stone is. The Rukun al-Yamani means the, the, the corner where the black stone is, Hajar Asabad. 
and Maqam Ibrahim is the place where you can see when Ibrahim is stationed. So between these two places, it's very, very more sacred. Between these two places, people will do bayah at the hand of this young man. And then this young man will gather all the remaining Muslim army. And then he will start jihad, fighting. And he will win one battle after the other until he comes to Syria. And Syria will be proper in his control. He will get the whole Syria and he will defeat the Christians. Hadith Romans, Roman means Hadith Christian. He will defeat all the Christians and he will take the control of the whole Syria. And Syria will become the best land. Then after that he will move to proper Europe, to Rome properly, where in the European states to, to fight them. When he comes to, to Rome, then Shaitan will realize, now this man is going to conquer whole Europe. The Shaitan does not want that. So Shaitan will make no, shout very loudly, Dajjal has come. Dajjal, Antichrist has appeared. So Mahdi, this person comes in Hadith Mahdi, so Mahdi will tell his people, okay, let's first go and fight Dajjal, they will come and fight these people. So then Mahdi will leave you know, the war on the frontier and he will come with his army back to, to our Syria to fight the Jal. When he was in, on his way, then he will find out that was a lie. Shaitan was lied, there was no Dajjal, but now Dajjal has come. Now Dajjal has appeared. So then Mahdi will come with the Muslim army to Syria. So when we come in the mosque, there in the mosque in the, in the morning time, they will see the two angels uh, coming from the heaven and Isa is leaning on them and he brings the both of them to the eastern minaret of the mosque so he comes there and then they leave him there and he, they and the angels go then Muslims will make a stair so he will Isa Islam will come through the stairs and he will come either handsome you know whatever Hadith said and then like he had taken a bath and like water will coming from his hair like a person coming very handsome young man he will come and then the, he will, a Muslim will ask him to lead the prayer. So he said, no, your Imam is from, from, from you. But anyway, when Isa Islam comes, he becomes the leader. Now he's Imam. He's the leader. So he will lead a Muslim army. His main task actually will be to kill Antichrist. By that time, Dajjal already has come. And he has gone everywhere in the world. Now Dajjal is coming from Medina to Jerusalem. The news will come to Isa Islam that he is now heading towards Jerusalem. So now Isa Islam also will go to that place. When Dajjal will be in a place Babulud, that hadith is Babulud, Babulud is a place in Palestine. When the Jal will be there, Isa Islam will get him. When the Jal will see Isa Islam, he will be so scared because the Jal knows that he will be killed at the hand of Isa Islam. So when he will see Isa Islam, hadith says he will be dissolved, he will dissolve losing himself. He will dissolve as the salt dissolves in the water. Even if the Isa Islam does not kill him, he will die out of the fear. But Isa al-Islam, in order to, in, to humiliate him, will kill him with his spear. So he'll hit him and people can see the blood. So the Jal finished. Then Isa al-Islam will bring all justice in Palestine. And Hadith said that, you know, he will kill all the Jews and he will, you know, kill all the pigs. Pigs will be killed and the, he will break the cross. Cross will be broken. And in the world, basically, there will be no religion. Like the Prophet Muhammad, he came and he had three choices to the people. Either become Muslim or pay taxes, then you can be unbelievers, or jihad. But Isa al-Islam, he have only two choices. That's why it will happen in Bible. Bible said, Isa al-Islam said that, you know, I have not come for peace. I have I am brought war. So he is a messenger of the war. He has no, no third choice, only two choices. Either Islam or being killed. So in the world, either people become Muslim or they are not Muslim, then he will kill them. 
you know, now people say he says Islam is the messenger of peace. Actually, Bible tradition, he says, I, I did not bring the peace. I brought the war. He's the man of the war. He will kill everybody. So that's why Hadith of the Prophet said the time will come when Islam will enter into every house. You know, Islam will enter either willingly, with honor, or unwillingly. Then by force, by Islam will enter. Meaning it, in the world there will be no two religions, only one religion. That is the time when the world will be the most peaceful you can imagine. All the thing, everything, you know, peaceful. But suddenly what happens is these people who mentioned now coming Gog and Magog, Yajun, Majud, they will come from the north, from where they are actually, you know, Abdul Qanar had made the wall, they will break the wall, and now they will appear. The huge number, big number of the people. Many people think Yajun, Majud means the family of Yafith. Yafith, you know, the three sons of Nuh al-Islam. Ham, Sam, Ham, and Yafith. So Sam are the people who live in the Middle East, like Jews, Arabs, all these people in the Middle East, they are family of Sam. Ham are the people who are mostly like in Africa, you know, in that part that the Ham. And Yafith are the people of like Turkey, or, you know, China, you know, Mongolia, all the you know, North and Eastern countries, they are called people of the Yafith. So many people think really Yafis will mean Yajun, Majun, they are from the family of Yafis. So they will appear. They will come so huge number. Hadith said that when Yajun and Majun will come, their first group, first party of Yajun Majun will come to the river Sava. River Sava is a river in Iran. When they will come there, this first group is such a huge number, they will drink all the water of the river. When the second group will come, they see no water, they will say, it seems there used to be water here. That was the same. It had this said. It seems there, there was water here, but now no more water. There is so huge number that Hadith said, Isa with all Muslims, Muslims, had no power to fight them. No power. He can't fight them. He has no power. Then Isa will take refuge with all the believers in the mountains and the valleys where Yajuj Maju cannot reach. But they're so dangerous, so harmful. He cannot avoid it. So much fear. Muslims are so scared. And Isa has no power to fight them. Then Isa Islam will make dua. Oh Allah destroyed them. Then because of his dua, what happens is Yaju Majun will get illness, some illness in their body, and that illness will make them to die, all of them. They will die. When they die, it will be such a bad smell all over the world, because a huge number. Then Isa Islam will make another dua. Because that a big huge flood will come and will make carry all their bodies. And the world will be clean and fresh. That is the time in the world there will be only one religion, peace, and Isa Islam, and the cheapest place in the world will be, and the most secure place will be Syria. There are hadiths. And there was Alaikum Bisham, you should travel to Sham. Sham will be at the end of Fitna, that the best place to live. At the moment, it's not like that. But time will come when the Sham will be the best place to live, because that is the place of Isa Islam and cheapest place. So, this is the summary of the story of Isa Islam and Dajjal and Gog and Magal from the selected, from the sound hadith. Though there are some weak hadith also said when Mahdi will come to Syria, at the same time there are another army of Muslims who will come from India. They would have conquered India and put in the chains all Indian rulers brought them there. But that's not so strong hadith. That's, but in, in the, that also mentioned in, in books of the hadith. So I left the weak things and I was seen mentioned uh, the strong thing. Now, you know, read the story of Dhul-Karnay. So these are two actually easy. And uh, Prophet said people read, you know, the tense uh, uh, verses from Surah Al-Kaf uh, or some hadith last. You know, the thing really is not time for, for me to explain all the research. There is problem of the hadith of Surah Al-Kaf. 
that you know it benefits the jar against the jar or some hadith said friday prayer none of them are islam uh, weak hadith those one of them actually muslim then but there is some problem in that chain of narration and some some weakness in that hadith so that's why actually i am never really keen for the people to and some actually some hadith said you know anybody who reads surah kaf on the face of the jar he will face safe and hadith are not mentioned that you read surah kaf every friday means only once is enough of read to him that i am thinking you know in the past i used to read surah al-kahf every friday because my teacher mona bhasanadvi he used to read surah al-kahf every friday that he used to taught us he taught us where to when i went read, read hadith there no proof for that reading surah al-kahf every friday or you know for, for the jar no really proof that a simple thing really is that what i really needs is proper iman and the teaching of surah al-kahf surah al-kahf is very strong surah in this matter If you learn properly, understand it will help you. But we Muslims always think really in the words of the Quran, they have some magical power. You read the words and something will happen. If this is the thing, why Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala explained to the thing? Why Allah said, "Why don't you understand? Don't you think? Do understand your thinking? If you understand properly, it will help you. And what helps people is the iman Islam. And iman is, comes from understanding and thinking properly. If you don't understand think, no iman. Then there can't be iman without thinking and understanding. to read surah uh, kaf but understand like as i explained you know the meaning properly you know from the beginning so if you understand properly read properly this will help people against the fit- any fitna not only the jar all the fitna of the world okay so i now start uh, the story of zulqarnain uh, uh, and if you have any question about the jar and about gog and magog later you can ask inshallah so okay the quran says wasalunaka an zulqarnain qul saatlu alaykum minhu dhikra Now the thing is why Quran mentioned the story of Zulqarnain. First thing, no doubt they ask this story to him mentioning, but what the context of the story here? So as I mentioned earlier, I keep reminding that the surah is about what al-amal al-salih and about sabr, amal al-salih and the sabr, and both are based that Allah the knowledge is complete and perfect, and the power that Allah has got is perfect and complete. So that why you need to trust in Him properly. Don't trust in your power. and don't trust in your knowledge then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned the story of people of garden that person he trusted in his own knowledge and his own power and he said you know this garden never going to be destroyed and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed it so some people could think that when the power comes corruption comes anyway so allah said no it is not necessarily you know people can have power but if they believe in me trust in me i can help them like zulqarnain who has more power than him so much power but he trusted in me he never became arrogant He is so 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 humble that when he made the wall against Raju Majuj, what he said to the people, "This wall will protect you as long as my Lord wants. When the time will come, it will be leveled." You see, while the people of the garden were the same, the man of the garden said, "My garden will never be destroyed. It is garden." But he, this man said, even about the wall, a wall is made from the metals, proper metals, you know, for iron, iron, wall from iron. Still, he said, one day it will be leveled. So this is different. So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala mentioned the story of the Quran. to make very clear it is not necessary that power and money corrupt no if people want to be pious they can still can be pious like zulqarnain he is a man of the power and money but you know he has full trust in allah taala he never 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 trust himself never become arrogant never proud and you know and can happen to so this why the story has come in this context to make very clear it is not necessary that power and money can corrupt you know corruption actually comes from somewhere else corruption comes when people trust in their knowledge not in the knowledge of allah corruption comes when the people trust in their own power but not in the power of allah subhanahu wa taala 
the final for five become knowledgeable you know then it is still you know i could think that i have little knowledge you know there so much i don't know and and this knowledge that i got allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make me to forget so i trust in him all the time but when people trust in their own knowledge they become arrogant and when they become arrogant what thing happens is they become sectarian why sectarian they become arrogant then they say you know i know everything my way is the best way i am the only person who salvated any people follow me the salvation that how sects come when people have knowledge in tasallus hota they always think oh no i know this thing but maybe i am wrong maybe the other person more right than me so it makes him humble so then people actually help everybody like you know people used to come to ask salim anything he would say no come, go to qasim and ask him people to come qasim and say no go oh, and ask salim the two great faqih madina so when people have fear of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala proper knowledge then they don't want to give fatwa they refer to anybody else in our time i say really whenever i have a gathering if anybody asks question those who don't know they answer the first so i think that this sign of the deaf tama you don't know what you answer the question and the people don't ask you they did not ask you but still you answer the question that 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 is primarily is so when the knowledge is corrupted arrogance comes and when arrogance comes the sect comes now you can see muslim what the, how many sects are there sectarianism has come in muslim world because of the arrogance and because of the not having proper knowledge not referring to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala similarly when the when this arrogance comes with the power and money it makes people tyrant like firaun like you know you know become tyrant so with the knowledge people become you know sectarian and with the you know with the power they become tyrant but dulqarnan is not like that dulqarnan has knowledge from allah but trust in him he does he's not arrogant not proud dulqarnan also has power but not tyrant so understand properly who is dulqarnan this is a problem because dulqarnan arabic language means the man of two horns qarn means horn like in the animal you have horn so man of the two horn so people think two horns refer to the east and the west because he conquered east and west both so his title becomes dulqarnan so that is very clear he is not it is not his name because he only conquered the east and west later on so he must have a name what is his name we don't know quran only mentions his title dulqarnan but not the name so who's who's this person some people think he is the, you know uh, alexander alexander the great the greek man who conquered you know uh, you know east basically mostly anyway but that's not true because alexander we know his life he is not a believer he is not a pious person nothing to do with this really and also he did not make he, he did not make conquest in the west this person is much more than this alexander cannot be you know this this much person believer obedient to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so humble Alexander never had been like that. Actually, he was not a believer. Nothing. He can't be this man. Who is this person? Then some people think it could be a man from Yemen, because in Yemen in the past the people used to have name with a du. So du comes in their name. Du Fulan, du Kila, du du Hamir, something du. So du Karna. It like looks like a more Yemeni name. And it could be this person has learned all these skill of war and fighting and all those things. from the army of suleiman al-islam because suleiman al-islam's army you know they they rule also yemen so maybe it tradition came or somehow later on dulqarnan born and he got all the te- technology and everything from from suleiman al-islam army it could be one possibility but we don't know really it is just just a possibility we just guessing basically they know one thing which looks more likely is actually one of the persian king whose name in persian is kay khusru kay khusru kay khusru kay khusru 
तो कई आरसो मिस किंग एंड खुसरो मिस आरसो किंग तो कई खुसरो दैट वाज एक्चुअली वेरी वेरी पायस किंग एमंग द पर्शियन पीपल ही आल्सो हैज रिफर्ड द बाइबल ही इज द पर्सन हु हेल्प्ड सेव्ड इन द जूज फ्रॉम द डिस्ट्रक्शन एंड हेल्प्ड देम एंड यू नो ही इज द वन हु कंकर्ड ईस्ट एंड वेस्ट इट इज वेरी क्लियर इन द बायोग्राफी तो कुड बी इज द मैन इज कई खुसरो इज पर्शियन किंग बट इन अगेन जस्ट गेसिंग बिकॉज इन हिज नेम नेवर कम टू कनिद्रो कन अरबिक नेम and kai khusrus persian to dulqarnain only can be titled so anyway we until now we are never certain who this man is but whoever he is a pious person he is a just man he is a king allah subhanahu wa taala praised him and he has at least three campaigns one in the east one in the west and one in the north so he goes three persian conquers and then one other conquers he, he, he dies uh, as this we about kai khusru we know that when he went to north then on the way back somewhere he he dies uh, so it could but we don't know really about if he is exactly kafir or not so as aruna ka andil qarnain they ask you about dul qarnain so the people ask about dul qarnain for their own reason but quranic way always they to answer the question but always find from the answer something to teach people so the story you can see really how story goes and then it is story result big teaching big nasiha big advice for the people it's coming to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was alunaka an dil qarnain they ask you about dul qarnain qul sa'atlu alaykum minhu dhikra tell them soon i am going to read to you a reminder about him why qonas reminder because quran's purpose is not to tell the story quran's purpose is to use the story to remind the people the real purpose of the story of the quran is that part of story which people know any but from every part of the story quran makes some lessons to remind so soon i'm going to read to you a reminder from the story of the quran we hope you enjoyed today's episode please support us so we can continue to bring you world class content at www.kemrislamiccollege.org/donate and please don't forget to subscribe to deepdean.tv for more islamic studies content in hd videos assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh